Chewing on a piece of grass Walking down the road Tell me how long you gonna stay here, Joe Some people say Just like that, we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com. ProLine offers great regular season promotions for the entire month of April. Every $20 wager on hockey or basketball will earn you a $10 free play token to use on baseball. Love baseball coming up around the corner. Oh my God, those Jays. Back to the read here. Uh, This offer is valid until... All ProLine and Stadium Bet wagers until April 30th, 2022. Free play tokens must be used by June 30th. Please play responsibly. Must be 19 years of age or older. Today on the show, we have a good friend of mine, Chris Larson. Chris is the president over at Sport Entertainment Atlantic. If you have been to a sporting event in the past couple of years, there's a good chance that Chris and his team over there over there at uh, Sport Entertainment Atlantic have put it on. Chris is the head honcho when it comes to the U Sports Men's National Championship that is coming up this weekend in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. So I thought it would be a great idea to bring Chris over. It's Monday, just to get a little bit of, uh, maybe just a little bit more information from them about what we can expect for the tournament some hype uh, maybe some behind the scenes stories of some challenges that it took to get this tournament up and running with the pandemic still every I don't know nobody really knows what's going on with the pandemic anymore but to organize a, a national event here in Nova Scotia couldn't have been the easiest thing so I want to talk to him about uh, about some hurdles he had I want to talk to him about what he's most excited about this upcoming weekend I know here at High Button Sports we're through the roof to finally get back into a uh, a traveling state where we get to go work a tournament, uh, a little road trip. We've got an Airbnb. We're, we're, we're just, we just can't wait. So uh, we hope that this episode brings some excitement to you. Uh, Chris will let you know where you can get some tickets for the tournament as well. And this is going to be a good episode. All right, I'm Justin. We're talking to Chris Larson. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Mr. Chris Larson, thank you very much for joining the show. I appreciate your time right now. Well, you know what, Justin, um, as we were saying just a moment ago, uh, had the great pleasure of being on a couple of years ago, pre-COVID. It's like everything. We define everything by COVID, <laughs> pre or post, pre-COVID. And it's just a real treat to be back with you this week. It's a busy week, but it's, you know, what you're doing at High Button is great stuff. It's just a pleasure to be part of it. I appreciate that. And us being in the same business, sports entertainment, and to see you back and to see you flourishing in your company, it's it's a it's a great thing for you. And I think it's a great thing for us. And I think it's a great thing for fans. And I think it's a great thing for just entertainment in general. I remember two years ago, you and I were doing a video shoot with uh, Mr. Rick Bonus. Yeah. And uh, we were meeting him at a golf course. And you and I were there. We were a little bit early. We were waiting for Rick. And you and I were having a conversation. And you said to me, you know, Justin, there's a possibility if this thing hits harder, sports and entertainment are going to be the last thing that come back. Fast forward two years later, mm-hmm. it's COVID's taken a little bit of a backseat. And you can sense the excitement in the air. You can sense a little bit of normalcy. Where's your head at right now with everything coming back and, and a huge weekend coming yeah. up for you with the U Sports Cup here? Yeah, so you know, it's it's been um, it's been every bit as as difficult. And, and we, there are new no, new no new words to use. Everybody's used them, but it's been every every bit as dis, as difficult as you could possibly have imagined in the last two years. 
Uh, and that's not to cry in our beer. Everybody, everybody was in the same boat. Um, and, and I don't mind saying it, that if it hadn't been for the, the wisdom of the federal and provincial government programs to support business, we wouldn't have made it through. And I don't mind saying that. It's, it's reality. Uh, but as we saw, you know, there was a new start line ahead of us, uh, and I think we're there now. I mean, there's there's going to be a few speed bumps along the way here as people get used to taking care of their own safety, being responsible for their own safety, as opposed to the government trying to make us safe all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is allowing for events like what we're going to enjoy this week uh, down at Acadia to happen, but it's also a result, we're at Acadia as a result of it. You know, we, we had to move the championship back a couple of weeks, and therefore we, we weren't able to use Scotiabank Centre and, and have found a great home in the valley at Acadia. Acadia is our partner in this project. Um, so we, we don't see it as a, as a shortcoming. We see it as a real opportunity to bring, you know, what I call the best hockey in Canada outside of pro, to bring it to the valley and, and the valley hockey fans. You know they're great hockey fans. They're going to they're gonna love seeing this hard, fast, intense you know, battles for every puck because if you lose, you're out kind of hockey. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, it feels good to be back to work. Um, I, I wish I had a dollar every time I've said the last two years. I've never been so busy doing nothing because you're always planning. You're always replanning, replanning. That word that starts with a P that I refuse to use anymore. Um, I, think it's a, I think it's pivot. <laughs> um and if you if you got paid on pivots, you, there wouldn't be a problem, right? We had to rejig everything almost every week. So, but it also gave birth to a couple of opportunities. We got into the esports business because of it. Uh, now we need to continue to focus on that a bit because once it became obvious we could come back to our core business, um, we had to kind of step away from e business to make sure we were you know back back full full stride on our core business. But and it also offers an opportunity. We're doing some consulting work that we weren't doing before before COVID um, around the region, quite honestly. So um, it's, yeah, it just feels good to be back to work, put it that way, right? 100%. Yeah, you don't have to preach to me. It feels feels unbelievable. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to that uh, the tournament's going to be in Acadia compared to Halifax? We were thinking before you got here, we're like, yeah, what's going to be so great about Acadia? And we were just thinking, you know, the the, the tightness of the community. It's not in Halifax where it's a little bit bigger. You'll be able to see everyone in the tournament in one day walking down one street outside the rink. I I think the the community coming together is going to be great. But on your end, what what do you think the benefits are of moving to to Wolfville? Well, and I think think that's the biggest one. I don't, I I wouldn't say for a moment that this event would get lost in Halifax. Never has, whether it's, you know, men's basketball championship or men's hockey championship. This uh, Halifax has a lengthy legacy of staging outstanding university championships. Uh, so it's not like, well, if it was in Halifax, nobody would know we'd be here. That's not the case at all. But in Wolfville, you just turn that upside down. <laughs> it is the event in town. It's like the Stanley Cup Finals are coming to town. It's like Game 7, the Stanley Cup Final, for eight games, right? And the Valley hockey fan um, is, a, is a knowledgeable, well-versed hockey fan. And whether or not Acadia, St. of X, and UMB play through, of course we hope they do, but whether or not they don't, um, we can tell from ticket sales. They're going to they're gonna be in the rink watching great hockey no matter who's playing, right? And then out, uh, you know, out in the community, as you just mentioned on Main Street, uh, what we've brought to Wolfville is what we've done so well here in Halifax. This is the idea of the hockey houses. 
So there's an Acadia hockey house. There's a UNB hockey house. There's a St. of X hockey house. So their family, friends, and alumni have a place to gather pre and post, walk down the street to the rink. (laughs) It's pretty comfy, pretty cozy, right? 100%. But not unlike Halifax, because we would do that program in downtown Halifax, just outside the rink. So... So, but but it brings those elements to to Wolfville that you don't see on a typical AUS game night, right? Yeah, hundred percent. There's going to be so much energy in the community, in in the rink, outside the rink. Um, like I say, it's like eight game sevens. Yeah, coming to town. Oh, but just yeah, it's been like I said, you know, two years since I've seen one of these games. But I remember the games we went to last or two years ago at the Scotiabank Center. Even with not that big of a capacity because of COVID, the the energy in the the rink was unbelievable. Even under the tunnel, just the teams, the trainers, the coaches walking around, the the hands uh, that you're shaking, the people you're meeting, just smiles on everyone's yeah. faces. It, the, just, uh, that's what I'm most forward to is just getting that energy back. It's 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 irreplaceable if you ask me. Well, it really is, and and I think the teams are the same way. I mean, yeah. we, we've got a lot of dialogue with them since each one of them's qualified some a while ago, like UBC and Alberta have been been uh, qualified for almost two weeks so there's been a fair bit of chatter with them making sure that their accommodations are arranged and their transportation is arranged you know there are some changes here for teams uh, and teams who regularly come to this uh, since 2015 would be accustomed to probably one of the best hosting assets any city has and that is you can walk to the rink you take the bus in from the airport you take the bus back to the airport other than that you're walking to the rink and you're a former player the biggest question you'd always ask every day is what time's the bus, <laughs> right? What time's the bus? Uh, and when you play this tournament in Halifax, you, you never have to ask that question because you're walking for practice and you're walking for the games and your hotel's right next door. You're, where you're going to socialize right, right next door. So one of the things that the teams will need to uh, adjust to is that they'll be busing back and forth from Halifax. Okay. There's just not enough hotel accommodation in the Valley. But again, as a former player, you would understand. You spent half your playing life on a bus. Yeah. What's an hour? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's nothing really. Um, and and so, although they'll have to come go back and forth a fair bit, uh, at this time of the year, most of them don't practice anyway. They're they're look they're more engaged. They're more interested in making sure they get their rest after they play, yeah. rather than getting back to the rink the next morning for a morning skate. Yeah. Um. So it works out uh, pretty well that way. Um. And the schools, I guess back to my point, uh, the schools uh, that have had a chance to play through to go to a national championship, which hasn't happened in two years, right? They had to win their own league or finish high enough in their own league to qualify for a seed in the national uh, rankings. Uh, They are pumped. There's no question. They, They can't wait to get here. They can't wait to get going. Yeah. Is it a time in life right now where everyone is saying, yes, let's go? I'm assuming in the industry that we're in, everyone wants things to go back to normal. I'm sure there's a lot of things in your job where you're like, can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? Have you heard a lot of no's in the past couple of months? No, not really. Not once restrictions started to lift. Um, I think the majority of people uh, have no appetite. What's not the majority? No one has the appetite to go back to where we were. So even those who may not have agreed with all the the vaccination and the masking policies that were in place even those folks will will would, would be the first to say we don't want to go back to the way it was and the best way to, for that not to happen is for us to all to take care of ourselves and as long as we continue to do so and and approach life with some common sense i think we'll keep coming out of this are we are we done with it no i mean uh, we'll see we'll see some impacts of it this week uh, down there with 
even though masking is optional, I, I think we'll continue to see a fair bit of masking in, masking in the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's the way it is right now. And, and but notwithstanding that, um, you know, based on what we've seen come through the box office, the, these games are going to be going to be extremely well attended, if not fully sold out. So let's go. As long as if, if we can get U and V and X to get through, and particularly <laughs> if we get Acadia to get through. <laughs> Forget getting a seat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care who you know. <laughs> That's amazing. That's just, that brings a smile to my face just seeing a packed arena. I haven't seen a packed arena in I don't know how long. Yeah, I don't. I've been in one at least. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I think we're all ready for it, right? We're yeah. all. We all feel like, the, yeah, we've paid a price. Uh, it's been a pretty dear price at some times in terms of business losses or, or, or human loss. Mm. Um, we've all We've all worked hard to find our way out of this. Um, uh, and I don't think anybody wants to slip back. It must be a good uh, example for other events that you're putting on after this tournament for, for, for your company. Be like, look, here's what we did in Wolfville. It's a national tournament. We pulled it off. Here's what's happening. Now let's do it for you. Because there might be some events out there, some people that are still in the gray. I don't know if we should do this. Maybe not, whatever. But it must be nice if you, I'm not saying, you know, when and if this gets pulled off to go to your other clients and be like, look, let's go. We just made yeah, we've got a full roster uh, lined up for 2022. It's uh, again speaking to what you just mentioned, Justin. There's an appetite to get going. Yeah. And um, anybody who's in the event business from from a property rights holder, in other words, they have the rights to an event, um, and have been stagnant for two years, uh, they're, they're at the start line. You know, they got their go faster shoes on, and they're <laughs> at the start line. They want to get going. Um, and so we've got, you know, we've got probably as much work as we can handle once we're done with U Cup uh, for the balance of this calendar year. And, and it starts to feel like 2020 because that's what we had in 2020 until, you know, till March rolled along. We yeah. had a full year of events planned. Um, in this case here in, in 2022, it's in Nova Scotia and in Prince Edward Island. Um, so, yeah, we're, we, we've got a pretty ambitious business plan for the year. And we wouldn't have one if we thought we were going to, be sliding backwards mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't wouldn't put all that planning in and we thought well we're never going to pull it off mm-hmm. we tried that for two years we don't, mm-hmm. don't want to do it for three yeah <laughs> you know plan something knowing you're not going to put not deliver it right <laughs> um i, I want to go back to uh, acadia how nice was it to be able to to work with them yeah you know what um we've been doing these championships for U sports since 2015 so our, our customers use sports um our client okay. uh, we've we've hosted um 2015-16 was men's hockey, University Cup. 17, 18, and 19 was final eight men's basketball. 20 was one day of 20 cup. 2020, 2020 University I was there cup. for the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, two games. Um, uh, so, so, you know, we've worked with a whole range of, of the AOS schools. We partnered with St. of X in 2015 for hockey, then St. Mary's for 2016 hockey. Dal twice for final eight basketball, Acadia once for final eight basketball. Now back to Acadia for men's hockey now, and then in 2023 we're bringing final eight back with Saint of X as the host. So all the mainland universities, um, you know, Saint Saint Mary's, Dal, Acadia, and Saint of X, we've we've partnered with them to to put these projects on. So to your question, they they are all great partners, but what we've seen with Acadia. Uh, even before the reality was of of having of having the opportunity to bring the event to their campus to their arena, even before that, 
they were deeply engaged in the uh, in the organizing committee and helping with the organization standpoint, as, as they all are. But Acadia just seemed to take it a little bit further. That's great. And, and it, it, particularly since it became known it was coming to, to Wolfville. Yeah. Right. Uh, excuse the individual who I'm bringing up, but the who did you sports just hire as their new? Yeah, so a great hire. Um, and a little bit of backstory there. Um, uh, Dick White is, is a retired uh, athletic director at University of Regina, and he's been serving for the last two years as the interim CEO of, of U Sports. Okay. Because uh, they had a vacancy there, and when COVID hit, they, they asked Dick if he would mind, because he was retired, if he would mind serving at the head of U Sports, and he agreed to do so. We, ha- we happen to know Dick White very well because he's been the U Sports technical rep sent for hockey. Okay. So this is his fourth time coming east to to be the technical rep for University Cup, and I, t- I teased him when it was made made known that he was coming back because in the first year, 2015, we had a major snowstorm which almost canceled a day of play. In 2016, you remember Justin, we had all those ridiculously long overtimes that that we barely able to manage to get people in the building. And he comes back for 2020 U Cup, and it, it lasts a day, right? <laughs> So when he was announced that he was coming in for 2022 U-Cup, I said, you're the curse. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. Um, anyways, he's a wonderful gentleman. We look forward to seeing him. He's arriving here in a few days, and uh, this will be his swan song, so to speak. So we, we feel it's particularly privileged that uh, Dick White is going to have a chance to spend that with us. The really exciting news from a local and an AUS standpoint is the incoming uh, person into that seat, President and CEO of U Sports is Pierre Arsenault, who's the who is the reigning or the current athletic director at Mount Allison in Sackville. So this conference will have a friendly <laughs> person sitting in the seat at the top of the U Sports organization. I don't mean to put any pressure on Pierre by saying that, but but uh, he will have a very unique uh, perspective on how to go about managing an organization that has 56 members. There are 56 universities that are part of youth sports, so wow. it, it can be challenging some days to get a consensus. But Pierre, coming from a small school in a small region, uh, will be able to bring that perspective to the job, right? Because although there are some very big schools in youth sports, yeah. most of those 56 schools are smaller, right? There's only so many U of T's and Westerns and McMaster's and mm-hmm. Alberta's yeah, and UBC's, yeah. right? Um, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, great day for PR. So I saw, I don't, I don't know him personally, but what I saw, what people were saying about him on Twitter, all positive things. Yeah. So first good. rate gentleman. Yep. Um, when you had the, uh, announcement, uh, when, when did you announce that this was going to Wolfville? Time is not a thing right now, Chris. I can't. Yeah, no. What, se- yeah. six months ago, maybe? No, no, it was, uh. Just when the return to play was happening for all the conferences, all the university okay. conferences, and the return to play got delayed. Yeah. So therefore, every conference said, we need more time to play some games yeah. to, to declare a champion, mm-hmm. which meant uh, we had to move back the national championship dates. So when U Sports came and asked if we could move the championship back two weeks, um, the first call was the Scotiabank Center, and, and of course... With the overlay of all the Moosehead, never mind the Moosehead and the and the Thunderbirds regular games that were scheduled, they've got makeup games that they need to fit in. Okay. So it just was not going to stay in place at Scotiabank Center. So that was, to answer your question, that was a month ago. Well, what the reason I bring it up was a month ago. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, 
the reason I bring it up is because when I was I was there, and um, there's people. I don't know if it was a month ago, Chris. We might not be talking about the same thing. You're talking like, about the original announcement or at the Scotiabank Center. Oh yeah, no, that's that, that was last October when we announced uh, yeah. that the championship was coming back. Yes, but the move to 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 Acadia was a month ago or so, yeah. five weeks ago. But when the so we're, I'm talking back in October, okay. and yeah, yeah. The, there was a a room full of people. Yep. And uh, yeah, I walked in, I shook your hand, I, I was talking to you for a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I just kind of observed you for a bit because it's your it was your your gathering. You, you yep. made it come together, and I was really impressed in how you moved in a room full of people, and how you were able to converse with a couple people for minutes at a time, move on, say hello, welcome. I overheard you in a conversation and, and, and you were talking to someone i was really impressed with just how you were able to move in that room where does that skill set come from and how you, you allow yourself to do that well it's very kind of you to say that um, and i suppose as, as i like to say to some of the younger people who come into our organization you can't buy experience it's not for sale uh, unfortunately you, and you have to earn it you have to put the time in and the and and, and it comes with your birth certificate right? <laughs> okay um but I've had the unique pleasure of, of being in a position of, of, of that the event world allows you to have is that you get to know a lot of people in the corporate community and, the, and, and in government uh, and in society in general with fans and, and uh, corporate supporters. So if you do it enough and, and you treat people with respect and they, you know, they'll treat you accordingly back. So, yeah, it's it's it's. It, it, it's it's a very very um, rewarding experience to walk into a room and, and you see a room full of friendly people and familiar faces, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly after the, what we've been through with COVID, because some, in some cases, in that room in that October day, this past day in October, just I'd say the three quarters of that room I hadn't seen in two years. Yeah, I remember being in that room and be like, I haven't been in a room full of people uh-huh. like this in a long time. I remember. Yeah thinking that yeah well we would have done the same thing two years prior to announce the 2020 okay right yeah and i probably yes, hadn't did. seen all You're those injured. people since you know yeah. except for passing and at, a, at two games at 2020 yeah did it always come natural to you to, to to network like that when you were younger or did it you know take uh well i played and you know you know yeah. as a player you you know you, you, you develop those attributes that you need to be able to to conduct yourself in in public um, and in the dressing room and and wherever you go, mm. uh, so having played helped. There's no question. Um, before I got in the event business, I had the great fortune of being in in the airline business here in Atlantic Canada. And those that are you know in leadership roles with an airline, they they have somewhat of the same opportunities. You you have an opportunity to get to know people in the corporate community. You certainly get to know the people in in, in government because you're regulated. Um, and so it was a good springboard to, to, you know, having the opportunity to start, start an event business after I left the airline. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I would say, uh, being at a microphone in my early days would have terrified me as it does most people. But it, again, it, it comes with experience. You just get a little more comfortable at it every time you do it. Yeah. No, I was really impressed with it. So, well, thank you looking to pick up after you hopefully one day i'll be able to move in a room full of people and shake everyone's hand i was just looking in the corner looking at the sandwiches for a bit <laughs> great well, spread by the way the i was spread. trying to figure out how i was going to get past you <laughs> that's fair 
<laughs> um, a couple days out from the tournament, what's on your agenda? I was looking at you out on your your car there. You were on your phone. I'm like, that guy has problems I'll never know about. Mm. But what you know, how many That's days are good news? You know, <laughs> so we got three, four days away. What's your day looking like? Or your days, excuse me, looking like? Yeah, from now? and, and it, it really is a plural here. I don't mean in terms of days because. Um, with an exceptional team, not only C staff, but an organizing committee that's extremely experienced. They've been with us, well, since 2015, whether we're doing hockey or basketball, the core of our organizing committee stays with us. And most of them stayed with us when we moved the event an hour down the road. So okay. it's just a real tribute to the to what what is one of Halifax's most notable assets, and that's the quality and the depth of our volunteer capacity in this town. Um, and as a, as those of us who stage events would would readily identify is that you live and die on the strength of your volunteer base, and the and in Halifax you're, you're, you're there's no risk of dying. You're you're only going to excel. And when teams leave here or athletes leave here, they they always remark about how well they've been treated. So yeah, we're busy. We're moving officially moving into Wolfville next uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. Oh, nice. Both our team and most of our organizing group will get settled in there. Got to set up the building in terms of signage, like the rink boards are going in today. Um, and we've got people down there to help the rink board installer, make sure he's putting the boards <laughs> in the right place. Uh, now you got to have the logo on the outside there. But <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just a thousand and one details like that. I mean, the volunteer center will be set up tomorrow and, you know, our uh, you know, the team has been busy making sure that we've got food ordered for our volunteers, that all our equipment's in there. The media center's being set up tomorrow. So when you guys come in, you've got a place to work from and set up shop. Um, you know, obviously underneath the stands, one of the real challenges of this tournament, and I'll throw a bouquet here uh, again to both the staff, but, but here, here more so our volunteer leadership in our tournament last group. And there might be somebody you know from from being around events. His name's Jerry Van Tassel. He typically is the head of the, a tournament ops group. He's been doing so since World Juniors. 2003? 2003. Wow. So you cannot trick this guy. Can't buy experience. No, you can't buy it. And he's been tested on this one because the Acadia Arena has four dressing rooms. Scotiabank Center has 10. So no team is getting a lockdown dressing room, which the fan will never know that. The fan has no appreciation to what that means to a team in terms of the bumping and grinding, the equipment managers, the trainers, the pack, the repack, load the bus, go back to the hotel, get your rest, come back the next day, offload, load. Where's the skate sharpener? Yeah. All of that, right? You don't need to ever get to set up shop. So uh, the teams will go through that kind of disruption, but but our volunteers who who are in place to make that as seamless as possible, they're the ones that are going to create some magic, right? The, find the solutions that how they get how the laundry is going to get done right i mean it gets as it gets as as rudimentary as that so uh, a real tip of the hat to our our team services guy, guys and gals um led by jerry van tassel uh brian como uh, keith mcintosh um, they're just great guys they've come back year after year after year and like i say you can't trick them it sounds very uh like nhl bubble type situation in Toronto and Edmonton where teams were rotating in and out of the Leafs dressing room and Edmonton's dressing room sharing washer dryer sounds yep. very very similar it is uh, you know again an asset at Wolfville whenever we have the tournament in, in Halifax 
doing laundry is a challenge because there are the laundry facilities aren't in the building. So you go to Acadia, you're doing all the laundry in yeah. the rink. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you get the, you get into the, uh, the 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 nuts and bolts of it at all. There's some there's some sometimes you win and sometimes you lose, but. <laughs> What will come of all that, and, and teams, you know, again, you, you haven't played, you'd understand, you, you spend a fair bit of time bumping around anyway, you know, grabbing your own bag and throwing it on the bus, whatever's not a big deal. You're, you're not in the NHL, right? Character builders. Yeah. Um, but we, I'm just totally confident our guys will do such a great job that the teams will walk away thanking us and commending us, right, for oh. the great job done. And that's because – they want to do it that's because they have that natural maritime sense of hospitality and welcomeness in them and they take pride in it they, they want to be part of something that's a big success i think everyone has that same mindset not even the volunteers just yeah. everyone i know yeah, no us question. we don't we have no expectations we just want to go and have a smile on our face and just be around a bunch of people that have smiles on their face there's not really a huge expectation for us we just want to have fun and i think that's like everyone yeah and everyone's think- willing to work hard to do it yeah, I think the thing that I've spent most time on in the last week helping to organize is the little gathering we'll have Sunday night down there to make sure that we have some fun at the end and to get a chance to thank our team, right? I love that. Rather than everybody just leaving and going home. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's make sure we take a moment to celebrate what we've just been able to do, right? That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. The team, A winning team's going to have a, a celebration, and we'd like to have one as well to thank our people. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to get off the, the the beat trail a little bit here. Yeah, I got yeah. I got to talk about the the Wanderers. I think one mm. of the most fun events in the the city of downtown Halifax there is in the summer. Even if you're not a soccer fan, you 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 can go and just have a great social time. You can do whatever the hell you want in in a beautiful weather. Have a nice drink and and it's a great date spot too as well. <laughs> it's there's, there's everything about that that field is is magical if you ask me. Um, what are the plans right now for the upcoming season? And, and uh... Yeah, so it's close. I mean, although it's a little further away in terms of game one at Wanderers Grounds, um, the team's been making its way west. Played a couple, played three exhibition games now, including played Hamilton yesterday and lost 2-1. But they're on their way to Victoria for game one, uh, April 7th. Oh. So first game at Wanderers Grounds, April 30th. So okay. So we're round numbers. We're yeah. a month away. Um, so you'll soon see the grounds start to come to life a bit more. It's been okay. dormant all winter, obviously, uh, with with uh, some new configurations for seating, um, not grandstand or, or the infrastructure that's there now, but just using the corners yeah. a little more creatively to create some seating experiences and some gathering experiences. So that's new. It'll give us a chance to increase um, uh, the capacity a bit. Almost to 6,700. Um, That's a lot of people. A lot of people. And uh, nobody's going to say we're going to sell out every game, but but I think we'll have – I don't think we'll have a game where the attendance dips below 6,000. It's the hottest ticket in the summer. Yeah. It's a great experience. There's there's no question. There's been some – there's been a genie in the bottle around this since – day one right mm-hmm. i mean there's some magic around it it's downtown it's close to all of the other amenities you can walk even if you've driven into park you can walk to it very easily um it's fun it's 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 relaxed it's casual you, you don't have to be a soccer fan because it's an event yeah um great day and, spot yeah twice he first said, date well it is i took twice, I, got, I took a first date there it worked twice well. he said it. <laughs> <laughs> 
three this guys. Guy, this guy, these guys needs a date in the summer. That's 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 the go to. <laughs> I didn't know part of the Wander's business plan was to be a matchmaker, but <laughs> whatever works works. <laughs> well put, well put. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think there's a great excitement around the team. Um, uh, in terms of the team being um, having more skill this year, more skill on the off- offensive side of the ball, I think you see the team score more, which was which was the challenge last year. You had the league's leading scorer, and the team scored the fewest goals in the league. And that that doesn't happen in most sports. It'd be like saying in hockey, you got a guy who scores sixty goals, but your team is the lowest scoring team in the league. Yeah, yeah. Morelli had fourteen goals last year, way more than anybody else, and Wander's goal total was the lot in in last place. So hmm. he scored like three-quarters of the team's goals. No way. So, yeah, so it, it needed more scoring depth, and they've gone out and got it, so that's very encouraging. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be the first full season since 2019. Um, in 20, there was the bubble in PEI. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Right, and then in 21, last summer, started the season in the bubble in Winnipeg, and then were able to get home to play home games, right? All teams were first under capacity restraints and then full capacity so 2022 will be the closest thing to 2019 that we've seen since 2019 right a couple of the players go to the gym that i go to and i and every now and then i just say hello and uh they have every the the topic of conversation that comes up is the city of halifax and how excited they are to be here and these these most of these players aren't from here. They play soccer in other parts. Oh yeah, and uh, th- they always just talk about how much they actually love the city. Yeah, and I th- that always brings a smile to my face because it kind of reminds me of the classic guys from Ontario that come play hockey here and stay here, have a wife here, make kids, a family right. here. Right, it kind of has that same feel, it and does. I, and I, and I love to to hear that from those guys whenever I see them. Yeah, you know, you're right. These these are athletes that are on the upward trajectory of their soccer careers. Yeah. They, if, if, if they perform well, they will have options at higher levels. So there's great motivation for them. The word has spread around the soccer world globally. If you can go to Halifax, go. That's awesome. Um, the way you're going to be treated on the pitch and off the pitch um, is no, no other place. And not, not, that it, not that the other teams don't do a good job. It's just Halifax does, does it better. <laughs> it's been that way since day one, right? The community has embraced this team from day one. And, and as a result, the players feel that. They feel the energy when they're on the pitch. You know, I mean, you have the, 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 that, that section at the end of the, at the, end of the, the stadium there the, where all the fans are, all the, all the very vocal the fans are. fans. Yeah. Well, the supporters group down in the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, there's a, love, there's a love affair between the players and, and the kitchen, right? Yeah. There's no questioning. And, you know, the, the supporters group is so vibrant that they they uh, they meet during the peak of the season. They'll meet once a week to, to figure the meet in person as best you could in COVID to figure out what their song list is going to be to sing at the next game, which might be just a a cover of an existing song, or they might write their own song no. for the game, and then therefore they'll have the the local player you know our players in it. The fans because, get to choose the song. Is what yeah, you're saying? They sing in the in, in in the supporters group in the kitchen, and because it's called the kitchen. The supporters group has a has has a has a cookbook. They've come up with their own cookbook, and they What's have player the- player recipes in there for the guys, so the local food and how to make a donair. And it's just it's just amazing this connectivity that that has evolved from the fan base to the player and back. It really is uh, remarkable to watch, and that's a great great tribute to 
to the, the you know the fan in Halifax. These people, uh, if you looked at the supporter group, there was obviously a very deep core that were hardcore soccer fans. But the supporter group has grown to to be well beyond that, and they have members in their group now that are that are event fans. Yeah, they love soccer, but it's now it's an event. Right, we get our face painted up downtown before having a bite to eat and a pop, and we walk to the stadium with the drums going and the music going and the singing going. It's it's a time, as they say in the Maritimes. It's a time. One hundred percent, it is a time. <laughs> it's, it's how much time have we done, done so far? Time. We're so 36 minutes into this podcast, and I think so far you've listed off some incredible things that get you excited about your job. But yeah. speaking, you know, from your perspective, what is the most rewarding aspect of your job? Well, that's a great question, Justin. Uh, maybe not all that easy to answer. Um, I, I, I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, what brings us the greatest sense of satisfaction and reward is when you see a project. Uh, come f- come from concept to fruition. So from from very early days of start to 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 delivery of the experience, and when you see that that it has happened um, the way you envisioned it, right? yeah. the way you saw it, um, and and that all of the stakeholders in the process along the journey with you have had a positive experience, whether they're the participants, the athletes, the fans, the volunteers, the sponsors, that they all had a, a, a positive experience out of it. Um, and that's that, that, that that's when you draw draw back on that, that feeling of satisfaction. You know, you've done a great job, mm-hmm. right? And, and what, what what's the next one? Let's get going, right? Mm-hmm. What are we doing next? So it's, it in the event business, you either have that, that, that thing, that 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 you want to be the best at, at it as you can possibly be. You want to you want to leave a mark, uh, so that your community has, um, you know, so that so that sport can help a community be better. Sport brings people together, therefore our communities get stronger. And if you can play a role in 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 that, then that, that's very rewarding. It's very satisfying. And and the other thing that that time allows you to do is is help others come through the process. Help mentor them, coach them, direct them, prepare them. If they want a life in events, they better understand what it means. You know, every day, every day that ends in Y is a work day. Mm. There, there, are, there are no days off. You work until the, you know the work is done. Um, and if that kind of uh, spiked type of work pattern, big up and down swings in work, uh, isn't something that you're, you're, you're that you have an appetite for, don't get in the event business. But if, but if you want that energy, if you want that drive, if you want that, that peace, that something, that sweet sauce, then the event places, the event industry is the place to be because you get tons of it every day. And when you have an opportunity to help, help people move into that space, grow their careers, grow as people, get be- bigger and better at it, often they move on to bigger projects, and we've seen that at sea. Uh, and then you look at those folks and where they are today, and you go, you know, we helped them get there. Hmm. Right? We'll always have some of that at sea. Where it'll be a, a great start point for people coming into the business. Um, and some of us are going to stick around for a bit longer, <laughs> but others are going to go find the next rewarding chapter. It'd be no different than the Wanderers player. You, you know, you're on a trajectory. Where, where where's your talent going to take you? All right. Uh, we felt that way as hockey players, right? I mean, where's our talent going to take us? Mm. 
And, and as long as you're maximizing your talent every day, you should have you should have new opportunities down the road. Other than like grit, hard work, like you know, working really hard, is one of the biggest characteristics of being in the events business being a visionary. Yeah, I think in terms of of seeing down the road is what's what what is the art of the possible. Yeah. We look at our infrastructure here in, in Halifax, and I mean on and off the water, and we don't do any work on the water. I mean, but but when you look at, at the on-the-water opportunity here with canoe-kayak, sailing, we host international stature events because we're on on a coastal, in a coastal area. Now, we're not involved in any of those, but we forget sometimes about that in the event business. But, um, you know, beach volleyball is a classic example. I mean, it was a concept. And we're bringing beach volleyball back again this year. We're taking it to, to uh, Charlottetown, okay. downtown Charlottetown. Did it for four years in a parking lot on the harbor front. Which here. was a great time. It was a great time. Was it a daytime for you then, too? Or it you? was daytime. <laughs> what, as long as I got, so I don't even know how I got tickets. Someone gave me tickets in the beer tent and sitting there. It was a great time. It was yeah. a great, great couple of days. So that, that you know, that was something that kind of came out of nowhere, right? So, yeah, it, it helps to be able to kind of. Have that ability to, to that sense of what what what, what will people have an appetite for. You got You need to create that experience, right? Mm. Getting the feedback must be nice. Yeah, it is. It Rewarding. Is. Uh, it is when you've been when you managed to hit the nail on the head. It is so much when you've missed the mark and, <laughs> and it hasn't worked so well, and people are telling you. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but we hope, you know, hopefully, we have more wins than losses, as they say. Well, it's interesting how, in the, at least in our line of business, we work so hard for, you know, months, weeks on end, and then there's a moment of, uh, but that uh is only like an hour. Oh. It's a weird, like well, for the Joe Lamont Tang, for example, we worked our, you know, oh, for yeah, seven days. Yeah. And then on that last day of the last game, we all sat there in our chairs and we looked at everything that we created, and it was like an hour of, you're floating. You feel good about it. it it's an in a Money can't replace that. No, Things no. just can't replace that one no. feeling. And that's the feeling that I chase, and I'm sure you have a very similar feeling that you chase just Absolutely. to have that one moment. It's That's, that's the sweet sauce yes, this, of being yeah. in the business, right? You have that. I don't know how you put words to it because it's, it's almost that in, internal you know, uh, calmness that you've got to where you wanted to be. It's worked, and, and now it's just a chance to reflect and enjoy it, right? Mm, 100%. The sweet sauce, as is, is, is I like to say. And I think when we were talking about how everyone just kind of wants, everyone's saying, yes, let's go, let's go, normalcy. I think everyone has that urgency to get that ah moment in every business. Your business, my business, oh, in every absolutely. business, everyone just wants that ah moment to come back again. Yeah, and I think no matter no matter how much COVID changed our lives, and I mean our business lives, and it did, um, what it hasn't changed is the desire to be able to do good work. Right, no matter what industry you're in, um, uh, and we're no different in the event business. We're driven by the desire to do to do good work, mm -hmm. and if we do good work, we should be able to deliver good events. And if we deliver good events, we should be able to help make our community better because it'll bring people together. Right? Mm -hmm. 100%. So that's that that's written right into our right into our motto, so to speak, into our vision statement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, when you head down to Acadia tomorrow, what's one thing on the agenda that you have to do that you're most looking forward to just getting out of the way? i got to get gas. <laughs> well, you're looking forward to <laughs> – that's a mortgage payment, right? That's a mortgage payment right now, getting <laughs> some gas. Run, I might run out in Windsor <laughs> if I don't get some gas. <laughs> some, yeah. Um, yeah well, we actually might need a lift with you up there, so let, let us know. We'll, we'll get in the trunk. <laughs> 
Well, you know, we'll we'll have had people on the ground before I get there. Um, so to me, it's just you know, you walk into the building, you you know, you do, we'll do a walk around. Just yeah, this looks good, this feels good. We're you know, I've always said in the event business when when go time is approaching, whether it's three weeks, two weeks, one week, and I'm a big fan of the countdown. You get to the point, you know, like a week out, you say to yourself and perhaps your leadership group. If we had to do it today, could we do it? And eventually you see, you know, not today, we couldn't do it today. But you get, you know, two, three days out. If we had to do it today, if we had to drop the puck today, could we? And you go, yep, we're good to go. So we're at that point now. Okay. Yeah, there's a few things we need to tidy up. But if, if it was 1 o'clock Thursday right now and we're, and we're dropping the puck for game one, we yeah. could do it. We're good. Well, we don't have the refs in town yet. But <laughs> <laughs> Are the refs across Canada? Um, there's a fair number of Maritimers just because. Yeah, makes it logistically. Uh, but no, they, uh, Hockey Canada uh, are responsible for providing the game officials, so we know we're going to get high-quality officiating. Um, and uh, I think there's 12 linesmen and 12, uh, a total of 12 linesmen and, and referees, and a referee okay. in chief comes with them, and it's, it's big time. I wonder if it's like... Uh like whenever we do tournaments, there's always the Nova Scotia ref guys there scouting the refs. Yeah. Like every time the refs are on an event, even if it's a regular season, they're always getting scouted. I never there's thought no, of that. And evaluated. Well, they evaluated. evaluated yeah. 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 So the referee in chief uh, will come with them. He'll be responsible for you know, quote unquote managing them, but he's here to assess them and he'll gauge their work over. You know, the guys that get the gold medal game have done the best game, but best work throughout the tournament. That's the way it works. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a player. Right? Well, I, I did want to ask you. It's funny how this kind of got brought up, but um, like NHL scouts, any word yeah. of? Yeah, we've probably got 20 scouts signed up. No way. Yeah. Old friend of ours, Trevor Steinberg, who's scouting yeah, oh yeah. for. Is he going to be there? Yeah, he's scouting for Seattle. That's, that's great. Uh, some names you would know. Mike Dawson, who's also with Seattle, played in this league. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's uh, uh, um, Clark. Kennedy. Oh my geez, what's I'm forgetting his first Jim Clark. Jim Clark who's from Summerside is a Senator's scout. He's he's on the, I see him on the list. So there's about I don't know, maybe twelve or thirteen signed up. And of course there'll be those guys that just walk up and say, Can I get an accreditation tag? <laughs> <laughs> he's got like the players, just the hop, jump, skipping away from the NHL. You know, you got Well we saw there. some of that at Christmas when many of these teams, Acadia included, got hit with losing players. Heinem went, yeah. Yeah, Heinem went, uh, yeah. Their, be their captain, their best defenseman, their goaltender. They, you know, so because because the NHL had created a taxi squad out of COVID, well, they were drawing American League players up to do that. Then they drew East Coast League players up to fill the American League gaps, and guess what? East Coast League were thin rosters. We better get some players. Yeah. And they, and they, and they dug deep into U Sports. Yeah, There's 70, 70 U Sports players left the league. At Christmas, seventy, seventy across Seven the zero. country, across the country. Yep, that's so that's fifty. There's thirty six teams that play varsity hockey in youth sports. So every team on an average lost two players, and it wouldn't be your worst two players. I was gonna say, it's like it is kind of unfortunate, but at the same time, it's kind of a compliment. Yep, yep. These guys are good enough to move on, and, and it, it really, you know, uh, I'm like a broken record on this. I call it the best hockey outside of pro in Canada, and I firmly believe that. Um, you played major junior, um, yeah. And I don't, and I'm not demeaning the product, but these guys all played major junior. They're mm. older, stronger, bigger, faster, right? And they're not playing against sixteen-year-old kids anymore. No, right? they're playing, they're against, playing men. against men. Yeah. Right? 
And so the, and then you lay in a, uh, a single elimination knockout, like the teams at one o'clock on, the St. of X is one of them, one o'clock on um, Thursday. They the, yeah, Thursday, they don't have a walkover with Brock. One of, them, one of two very good teams is out by three o'clock on Thursday. We're just hoping like hell it's Brock. <laughs> no disrespect <laughs> to the Badgers, but um, and and as a result, and you've seen it, the intensity level uh, in this tournament is off the charts. Every puck battle, every shift, it, it can be a difference maker as to whether you're going home or or going on. Right? It's, there's no there's no second game if you lose. I can't wait. It, it's 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 off the charts uh, intense. And so when the scouts come to, to have a look at it, they're seeing these players at their absolute peak. That's what that's what they're looking for. If that's the best he can play, yeah, we can use them, right? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Stein is going to be loving that type of hockey. He, well, you know, he's going to Trevor Steinberg hockey. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I want to tell me he's still he's still wearing the crown, as I say, because he he won the last game to be played in the University oh, Cup. He did. Twelfth. Five two and <laughs> game two. So, he, the irony of it is he lost. He won his last game that he ever coached, which is a great way to go out. That's funny, and I bet he still tells people oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I yeah, won the last yeah. game. I, I yeah, coached. we won. We won the championship. Yeah, <laughs> the best record in the championship. Um, I want to give you the the platform here just to tell people that are listening where to get tickets, information, where to go. Um, I want to let you have the the the, the floor here. Yeah. So. Um, it's going to sound a little convoluted, but it's pretty straightforward. It's the Acadia box office, and they have a okay. toll-free number. They have a local number in the Valley, and then they are, they are online. Okay. Um, and all you got to do is Google Acadia University and look for the box. It looks for athletics and then the box office, and you're there. Um, and if people are still uh, thinking about coming down, I really do encourage you to come. You're going to see some outstanding hockey, but don't count on don't Don't leave it to last minute. There may not be tickets. Yeah. That's the, that's the unfortunate reality. It's, it, there's some good news in that, of course, but the unfortunate reality is there going to be fans that are just aren't going to be able to see this this live. And it is worth noting that for the first time ever, CBC.ca, so web streaming all eight games, and then um, for those folks in Quebec, TVA, which is the French language uh, sports broadcaster, there is uh, doing the semifinals and the gold medal game live. Yeah, so the uh, streaming numbers will be big through cbc.ca. Awesome. Yeah, it's on CBC Sports, right? Like, right? Okay, great. Yeah, so box office for tickets. If you can't get there, whatever device you're using to to stream, cbc.ca. Great. Yeah. Well, Chris, we can't wait. Uh, we can't wait to get down yeah, there and see you. Coming. Talk to some of the players, the coaches, or the the scouts. It's uh, we're we're, we're just we're we're, ran, we're ready to go. We yeah, can't wait. The only thing missing is there's no VIP lounge in the in the Acadia Arena. So oh, well, we can't <laughs> we'll go then. To, I guess we'll have to make smoke. one downtown. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll be we're gonna be on the streets interviewing people. We'll, we'll cool. we're gonna be out there. We'll be talking to everyone. We uh, we're we're, we're gonna roll into town with the windows down and just get a feel for the energy of the city and see what's going on. So that's that's Try our plan. Take the convertible down. <laughs> take the convertible down. We'll have to up the budget a bit this year, eh? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this has been wonderful. Yes, uh, Chris. Nice to nice to meet you, Jeff, and uh, thank you, Justin. Appreciate the opportunity to share some of these thoughts. It's uh, you guys are doing a great job, and it's not throwing bouquets at you. I'm a big fan of what you're doing. You've you, you've made your mark. Others have seen it. 
Um, and I just wish you nothing but the best of luck going forward. You're the man, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate that. Coming from you, that does mean the world. So no, thank you. It's great to have have you in this market doing awesome. what you do. You're welcome back to the show anytime you know that. Once again, I'll uh, I'll see you up there and we'll talk. Maybe have a couple beer. Uh, uh, a couple. Uh, maybe a couple. Maybe a couple. <laughs> All right, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. It's Monday, beginning of the week. Work hard. Have fun. Get tickets to this event. You will not want to miss it. We'll see you guys up there. I think that's it. All right, we're out. Peace. We're out. Thank you. Chewing on a piece of grass, walking down the road. Tell me how long you gonna stay here, Joe. Some people say this town don't look good in snow. You don't care, I know. Wind is blowing